0: Starting a relationship from that place of vulnerability and honesty and having that foundation, I think, has been like the bedrock for just an incredible relationship and marriage that we've built all these
1: years later. And just keeping the honesty going throughout the years is pivotal towards you know, creating a really intimate relationship with one another.
2: Hey, you're listening to the Blessed Couple Podcasts, where we talk about how to do this marriage thing and experience God in the process. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Let's get started.
3: Some people are happy to talk about this topic. Some people can be a little intimidating and you're here to, anyway, regardless, it's going to be very valuable. So appreciate it a lot. And I think we just start out with a good transition question and get to know you guys a little bit more. Uh, Maybe how long you've been blessed, how many kids you have, and what's the best investment that you've ever made into your marriage. Let's hear from the Burns first.
0: Okay, so uh, I'm Suncook Burns.
1: And I'm Sun Marie Burns.
0: Currently 29. We got matched 10 years ago in 2010. So 10 years now. We got blessed in 2012, so that's eight years ago. And we have three kiddos. We had our first one in 2015, second one in 2017, and just had our first girl this year. Just three months old at this point, so three kiddos in our ten-year relationship. It's I guess a beautiful it life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a little bit about us. How about Wolfenburgers? You want to go?
4: Sure. Yeah, we've been blessed for thirty-seven years. We've got seven kids.
3: Huh? Wow!
4: <laughs> one, count them, One, two, three, four,
3: the
5: five, five six, seven. <laughs> yeah, we we are happy, <laughs> still in love couple right yeah yeah yep. committed from yeah. the beginning
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think that's um, uh, that is the most important thing i think that we always put our relationship first before business or before anything else Well
3: mm. oh, yeah what about for um did you guys share some cook summary about the best investment you made into your marriage no but we were just talking about it and I honestly feel
0: like the best thing that we did right, right from the beginning was just being completely honest, Mm -hmm. and vulnerable to each other. And that's like talking from day one, like we were kind of right before kind of parents matching was really like a mainstream thing. There wasn't really a matching handbook. So anyway, our courtship when we first got to know each other, and we had done youth ministry together, so we knew each other. But when we were like seriously coming to the idea of a matching, we met up on my birthday, actually in 2010. And we just talked and we talked for like three hours, you know, our families met together and then we went for a walk our, our own separate ways. And we kind of just laid everything on the table that first night, including, you know, my history of pornography addiction, what we thought about drinking and alcohol and drugs and just laid it all out there. You know what our core beliefs were and just really starting our relationship. You know, that night we committed to a matching um, and just starting a relationship from that place of vulnerability and honesty and having that foundation, I think, has been like the bedrock for just an incredible relationship and marriage that we've built all these years later.
1: And just keeping the honesty going throughout the years is pivotal towards, you know, creating a really intimate relationship with one another.
3: Wow. So that sounds like that one conversation had a lot of dividends for you guys. That's wow.
1: Yeah, it, it sure did. I know for me, it was kind of the thing that solidified in my head. I want to move forward with this because I knew that, mm. you know, we're all human and there are times in our life where we do things we're not proud of or we, you know, make mistakes. But, uh, to be able to be honest about it and upfront and to fix the things that you're not proud of, um, let me know that I could trust him no matter what we weather in life. You know, he'll be honest with me and we'll get through anything as long as. We have that trust.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. So I'll start out with a question for uh, Uncle David on Mitsway. You've been blessed 37, going on 38 years. This will be year 38. And from all I can tell, you're more in love than ever before. Every year just gets better and better with you two. And so just from your vast years of experience, what do you, you know, what does it take to have really a fulfilling sexual life into the 30 plus year range? and what are some things that we should prepare
5: so i think the first thing like uh when we are blessed then we had no not we (laughs) i didn't know him so very well so i had no matter what the difficulty up and down comes i knew father wanted us to be happy right so happiness and like that's easy because he's a funny person, he's very humorous, so he makes me
4: laugh. And so, you know. I also make her cry too.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you have seen me crying every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, um it's changed, like right? our sex mm-hmm. life has yeah. really changed like when, <laughs> so when you have seven children in ten years. I was always pregnant or feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mind is, okay, just to get over. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just get over with.
5: <laughs> but but uh, um, I think the uh, later year when the children are gone, then I'm much more calm, peaceful. And the mindset, the focus on, on the, what's going on, it's there before it was like, I have to do the cleaning, I have to do the cooking, and I have to make the, you know, menu and shopping list and all the things in my head. So sex was like somewhere, <laughs> somewhere else. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about you?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sex has gone from being more physical to being really uh, a deep experience. And it's really, we've really come together a lot more through sex. Yeah, in the beginning, we probably had sex more often, but it was quick. And I may not have been as cognizant of Mitsue's needs then. But then as we got older, I learned and I, uh, I became more aware of her needs. And also, you know, just helping out so she's not so tired during the, you know, when she goes to bed. Trying to do things, being interested in what she's interested in. That, that's big. So, yeah, that is, I think that's been really important. It's made our sex life just a lot, a lot deeper experience. Mm -hmm. So, maybe what are some of the
3: challenges that have come up for you guys over regarding a sex relationship over the past 30 years?
5: So, when he said, do you want to make love tonight? I would say, do you really want to make love or you want to have sex? <laughs> because in my mind, make love is something that you both enjoy, but mm-hmm. sex is just, you know, you're the physical thing, physical need okay. is done and done. So when I asked him like that, then he realized, okay, that intimacy, real intimacy, you know, spiritual or emotional intimacy is needed to make love. So I think from around that time, you are more taking time and uh, investing more, right?
4: Do you think? I think so, yeah.
3: (laughs) Mm. Um, David, I had a question for you. Well, you both of you mentioned that over time, your relationship has gone deeper. And it makes me think about, you know, True Father always talked about the absolute sexual relationship is something that is supposed to be a spiritual experience where heaven and earth shake. And I think for a lot of viewers right now, including myself, is that, you know, absolute sex idea, um, is it something that takes a lifetime in your experience? And what is it actually like
4: to experience a spiritual and very deep intimate relationship? Well, it takes investment. I don't mm-hmm. think it takes a lifetime. I don't think you need to wait <laughs> till you're 60 years old to have rocking sex. I think that it takes investment and courage, being vulnerable, just really putting your spouse first. That's really what, like with high noon, the more that we get into father's words about um, putting your spouse first and really entering the sexual relationship, you know, I am going to please my spouse with that kind of attitude. And when that happens, it, it is so profound. The, the experience that you have is uh, so spiritual, so much deeper than any, than just a physical orgasm. And when you put them together, it is, yeah, it is really rocking. Yeah.
5: When I studied, I mean, when we studied father's words, well, father said that the only messiah can say this, but sexual organ is a holy, like holy palace and core of the universe. If you really think about it and, uh, sexual organ is the core of love, life and lineage and conscience, you really, Think about it. What more important than that. And then he said, the uh, whole thing, like the uh, whole universe, all creation is watching you making love when you really try to digest Father's word. And then he said, you know, the world, <laughs> world of your room and watching when this couple is going to have a banquet, you know, where God come down. That kind of illustration by true father, then when you are making love, then it's, wow, this world is watching you and must be ancestors and the spirit world must be watching. <laughs> then it becomes like a beautiful thing, right? It's not just a physical kind of thing. Wow. I just imagine the whole thing of father's illustration and I love it. <laughs> I love it. That Let
3: me
4: ask you this. Do you guys keep track? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's. As I started keeping track, <laughs> oh I, I keep track and I uh, I call it my batting average. And mm-hmm. it's the ratio of the number of times that we have sex uh, compared to the number of times Mitsue is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so I really focus on that. And so if she's. Like if she's thinking about something else, I'll scold her afterwards <laughs> and I'll say, "This way, you're <laughs> screwing up my batting average. <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing?"
3: <laughs> the pitcher's fault, right? What about? Uh, I want to throw it. Oh, wait! I want to throw it over to Sun Cook and Sunry. You have it's pretty, pretty magical experience that these two people are ex- to describing to us. You ever experienced anything like that?
0: Well, I wanted to hear more about what his batting average was. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, only it's only known between Missy and I. It's right? <laughs> it uh, public information. Okay, okay. It's They're left, in the major to, to, it's left to, up
3: to us. Well, it's left up to us whether that's you being uh, humble and you don't want to embarrass anybody, or that's you being <laughs> just embarrassed and don't want to share. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: Suncook and uh, Sunbury. In the same vein, what's if you could share, you can take this question in any direction you want, but what's the challenge that's been for you? Maybe, especially myself, you know, having young kids as well. How has that impacted your intimate life as well? Now, I want to, before we do that, I want to back up a little bit because this is something I've been dying to ask you to. you made the most incredible claim is that <laughs> after 10 years, despite three children, you're having better sex than ever. And it's just gotten better. I'm just like left. How? How is, how have you pulled that off after despite one and then two and now three children? And then, yeah, I'd like to hear a little bit about that. And then we can go into the challenges that you face in order to get there.
1: I think like anything in life,
0: she's trying to cut me off so I don't reveal all the intimate details. You you see that?
1: That's why I'm here to monitor you. (laughs) Um, Back to my thought. (laughs) What I was going to say is like anything in life, I really feel like The more you practice and work at something, the better you get at it. You know, you try a bicycle. The first time you try it is not going to be, you're not going to be perfect at it. You know, so with every passing year, if you invest into something with sincerity, you work to improve, then yes, your love life can get better throughout the years. And I think the longer you're together, the more deeper you get to know your spouse, you know, on a new level of understanding who they are and what their dreams are, what their hopes are their past their future and I feel like you you just gain such a bigger insight about the person themselves that the relationship the physical relationship also grows and blossoms in that way as well you know in the very beginning when you're first together and everything is new it's exciting it's nerve-wracking it's clumsy but it just gets more deeper and more profound throughout the years as you grow closer as a couple.
0: Yeah, I think definitely when we first started, it was definitely not the easiest start for us. Our sex life wasn't, you know, I feel like our physical relationship, holding hands, kissing, everything went very smoothly. But then when we got to sex, it was a lot harder than we initially thought, you know, everything was so smooth. And then we got there and it just there was a lot of friction, which you don't want to have in sex. And it was just throwing out
3: so many innuendos out there. It's it's got harder (laughs) and you just all this friction you're facing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't have friction. You want nice, lubricated, smooth movement. And it just it takes time. It takes intimacy. It takes sharing. It takes trust. It takes communication. And I feel like over the years, we just continually invest in the relationship and, you know, things get smoother. We get we get to know each other what works, what doesn't work. And I think our batting average every year just goes up and up and up. And I and that is important. You know, when I first got blessed, I'm so happy. You know, a sister actually gave me this as a blessing gift. And it's a book that's called She Comes First. And the principle Mm -hmm. really is just that, you know, make sure that your spouse is having fulfillment and that's, you know, make that a priority. You as a man, you know, and if you can do that, you know, your sex life will just blossom. Because it will be a, a mutually good activity and you're not just thinking about your own needs, your own pleasure, but you're thinking about you as a couple and how you can make this a fulfilling, enjoyable experience and just more than just your one person. You know, It's give and take and it's something that I feel like we continually grow at, continually challenge ourselves at. We're always continually investing into this relationship. It's really our number one priority in life over the we feel like if we can invest in making our marriage successful, then our kids will see our successful marriage and that will be the best thing we can do for them. So really, we make that our top priority. And we feel like if you have that solid foundation between a husband and a wife, really, the sky's the limit, everything else becomes so much easier. Your energy is not drained going into, you know, feeding this marriage that's crumbling. But it's, it just becomes a stability, a core that really leads to so much other success in your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going off on a tangent, but do you want to send him his home?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that, too. And I think that one thing I've always been grateful for um, since the very beginning of our marriage is that Sun Cook was very sensitive to the fact that, you know, men may have their needs, but women do as well. And they're very different. You know, it's a, coming more from an emotional place. You have to be in the right emotional place as a woman in order to mm-hmm. feel fulfillment through this sexual connection. And so he always was very sensitive to that and said, you know, I'm never going to push you to do it if you're not in the mood, you know, and not going to rush us, you know, for my own sake, I'm going to make sure that something that's mutually fulfilling for the both of us. And I always really appreciated that because I've known many couples where that becomes a tension point, just feeling an imbalance of one partner's desires over another's. And For us, it's always been very balanced in that way. We really double check that we're both, you know, mutually enjoying our experience.
0: And that's not necessarily easy. You know, when we got blessed back in 2012, we waited an entire year before having sex. You know, a lot of people wait 40 days. We waited an entire year. We waited till after I graduated college. And then we had a legal marriage ceremony. The legal marriage ceremony was just kind of something symbolic. But the reason we waited is we discussed it and we felt, you know, my dad was adopted actually growing up. And he always told me growing up, sex can be the best thing in the world or the worst thing, or having a baby can be the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world, depending on how prepared you are. And he kind of brought us up with the knowledge that sex is responsibility. And we came to the, when we communicated and honest communication, we came to the place where we felt like, you know, let's only have sex when we feel prepared to accept the baby into this world. So we wanted to wait till after I graduated college. So the summer I graduated college, we had our legal marriage family, we had a honeymoon and all that. But it came from a place of, you know, really respecting Sunri and Sunri respecting me and us discussing our core beliefs, our core values. And I think that mutual respect really is what allowed the intimacy to really be there and the trust and, you know, all the good things you really need in a, in a good marriage. I think we kind of, we took the hard work, we took the delayed gratification, and we really invested into the relationship. Even like before... Three or four months before we had our marriage ceremony, we were thinking, you know, what do we think about contraceptives? What do you think about condoms, birth control, all that stuff? And we had that discussion like, okay, you know, three months from now, we're going to have our wedding day. We're going to have our wedding night. What are we doing? Are we okay with hormonal birth control? We discovered this thing called natural family planning. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's a way to control whether you want to get pregnant or prevent pregnancy. And we found that to be a great path for us. It it was also great because we took six classes, you know, an hour, one hour a night classes over six weeks with an instructor, you know, came from a Catholic church. But we really discussed fertility in a woman and men are always fertile. Women are fertile sometimes during the month. And that's how you kind of work natural family planning. Um. Anyway, so because of that, we had to have, we got all this open dialogue. We got to learn all about fertility. got to learn, talk about sex, talk about sexual organs and just have this open communication which i think has been mm-hmm. also key to a successful sex life and marriage
3: All right so what i got what i got from that is that having the mindset that if you practice and invest in something you can get better at it right so treating your, your intimate relationship as a skill right is one thing and then also the communication and the transparency and openness that you had another thing i heard was keeping focusing on the intention of what did you want your intimate relationship to be about and you guys wanted to be about both of your experience and especially as a sun cook as a male really prioritizing taking care of some you know your wife and not it just being about your own fulfillment those sound like a few of the really key things that you guys shared that's yeah
4: summary i really really loved when you shared about how you shared your passions and your hopes and your dreams i love that and i think it's so cool because. It shows your spouse that you care and also you can do you can be kind of be passionate about the same things and that can create just a whole bunch of stuff to work on together, right? Have you experienced that?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean when we put our heads together and work on a project together, we really feel, you know, we're on this team and we're heading towards the same goal and it's exciting and the challenges that you run into all of a sudden become things that bring you closer because you've got to work out a way to figure it out. You're not at odds with one another. You're on the same team mm-hmm. and you're pursuing the same goal together. And it just strengthens the relationship so much, not just physically speaking, but emotionally for, you know, for both the husband and wife to be on the same team, mm-hmm. you know, working towards some, some goal, whatever it might be, you know.
0: Right. I think that's been like foundational for us too. When a roadblock comes, a problem comes, so many couples seem to fight over it oh, you did it that happened because you did this or you did that. I feel like we've really, since the beginning, approached problems, roadblocks in our path as, okay, how can we be work together to overcome this?
1: Here's I, the problem, and we need to put our heads together to resolve it.
0: Right, and just being on that same team is so key. And it's, it sounds simple, but it's it's definitely a hard thing to do.
2: Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, it would mean the world to us if you could share it with someone you love or leave a five-star review because the only way this podcast spreads around is through word of mouth. So a share or a review would go a long way, and it only takes like ten seconds to do. Thanks. Back to the show.
3: So I'll throw it back to Benji. You had a question, and I wanted it. So what was the, your question that you wanted to? Well, regarding regarding say, having small children, and especially recently, congratulations. Thank Thank you. Amazing. Good job, guys. What's been, I guess, a roadblocker? How have you managed to manage your sex life with that?
1: Yeah. Well, we have a relatively small apartment. And especially with our first, we like to keep our kids in the room when they're young, when they're babies. And that was definitely fine because babies sleep a lot. You know, they, they don't really pay attention to anything and they sleep. And so our life pretty much went on. Uh. Relatively undisturbed until our kids started getting a little older. And then, yeah, it became a little harder. They started staying up later at night. So we had to wait until they fell asleep. And sometimes it'd be 10 PM and then 11 PM. And our eldest just is a night owl and likes to stay up all night long if he can. We're like, well, this isn't going to work. How are we going (laughs) to, how are we not going to forget each other with this (laughs) child who won't let us have our personal time? But, yeah, you know, it was challenging. We worked around it. We had a few.
0: Let's go to the couch. I think he's asleep.
1: <laughs> embarrassing or think he's asleep. And then
0: woke on up to
1: stop tickling mommy. <laughs> My oldest son goes, i no
3: way, really? trying
1: to sleep here. Stop <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> and then we're like, OK, it's time to move out into his own room. <laughs> so it's
0: definitely, it's definitely been great having the kids into their own room now. Oh man, what a blessing, really. They have their own bunk bed in their own room. So eldest up top and the little one down below. And now, you know, we've kind of tried the attachment parenting in the first couple of kids. And now we're kind of, we have her, our youngest three month old, kind of right outside the bedroom in her own bassinet. So it's definitely been been really great.
1: Yeah, we've learned with each child, we need a little more space between us and them progressively. (laughs) But I think
0: what's really also helped is, and I know this is kind of unique to our situation, but it doesn't have to be, You know, especially if you're young, you might want to think about it, is we live in a multifamily house. And even at the beginning of our marriage, we lived with my parents in one of their bedrooms. So it's really convenient for us and our in-laws really help out. I think Sunri's mom's actually watching right now and probably rocking the baby also. <laughs> but uh, she really helps out with like date nights. She'll allow us a lot of times, like she'll watch the kids for an hour or two or and we'll just go out and have dinner together. And just have some quiet time where we really can invest in the relationship. And it makes it easier living together with the parents than just having them in that close proximity. And
1: and I think key there too is just the importance of carving out time for your couple. You know, when you have small kids, life becomes so hectic. You almost Mm -hmm. feel like you're living in autopilot. You're just taking care of basic, basic needs in life for your children, for yourself. And you can get really exhausted and run down through that. So to prioritize time alone with your spouse through a date night or something like that is so crucial to keep that fire kindling in your heart and keep in touch Mm. with each other and where everyone's at emotionally. If you don't take that time at least once a month or sometimes a lot can go unsaid or things can be, you know, feelings could be hurt and no one would even know about it because you're just running through life too quickly to stop and really work things out. So having Dedicated time periodically scheduled mm-hmm. in like a date night helps so much emotionally, yeah. which then also helps with your physical relationship.
3: Mm-hmm. We,
0: tried, we tried something kind of novel last week to kind of again invest into our marriage and somebody's given the glare. We did a seven day sex challenge or we attempted it. So we, we we got through three days and day four we're like, Oh man, we're tired, you know. Yeah, and- we
1: both mutually <laughs> decided we're too tired. <laughs> we're too tired. But
0: you know, and we, you know, we both discussed it. We weren't mad; we are just tired. And we're like, okay, let's let it go. First three days were fun, and we tried new things because uh, we were following this script. But um, anyway, we we're talking to a couple, and they had suggested this was something they did. And uh, but just you know, reinvesting and trying new things, and keeping it real, keeping it novel, and just making your marriage really a priority. So hmm. you know, we didn't succeed; we failed, but it was still a win in my we didn't book. Fail.
1: We grew yourself.
3: as much as we wanted to and then we were happy and we just. <laughs> right, decided, right, right. So, <laughs> so wait, one, one thing I loved what you said was that, so it wasn't all, you know, you did actually have good dips and there's the times when, you know, the kids interrupt. And so it wasn't always just up, 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 up. And it was always smooth, but you rolled with it and you just yeah. took it in good humor. And that sounds like it was a real key thing for your guys' relationship. And then also investing in each other non-sexually as well, taking time to spend with each other it sounded really important. Yeah. yeah.
2: It sounds like a lot of the tips and things you did and are doing right now can be applied to every couple, essentially, regardless of how
3: young or older kids are, or if they have kids. I know for us, it's like our kids are kind of becoming at an age where we can't use the kids as an excuse anymore in my relationship with my wife. So it's like, it's kind of a realization that this is something that you have to have ongoing because no matter what we're doing in life, we've got things juggling, right? We've got life going, businesses career, family, everything. I wanted to mention
2: that you mentioned the three day thing. I recently was talking with someone who didn't understand a three day
3: ceremony that members of our church do first generation. I was explaining to him, he's a second generation unificationist. And he didn't, I was talking about the three day ceremony. He was like, that sounds really hard. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, how do you go for three days straight? That sounds impossible. (laughs) So basically, he thought it was a three-day-long non-stop 72-hour marathon. Oh my goodness. Um, goodness he's, goodness. he's probably watching this right now, too, so <laughs> Shout out to Billy. Yes. I want to turn back to the Wolfenbergers and for e- each of you in turn. And as Uncle David, in your, you know, all your years of experience, what would you say like, as a man, as a husband, that you should really focus on in your relationship with your wife? What do you think are the real key things?
4: Focus on your needs. And that, I think, like and Consumbri said, date night is really nice for women. They appreciate that. They appreciate a break. I think focusing on what they're interested in. And when you do have sex, definitely try to satisfy them and put their satisfaction before your own. You know, I think that before, when in the first gen case, when we were young members, we were taught to live for the sake of others. And then you get married, and then you start having sex, and, it, and it's easy to forget that. So I think that's the – really, that's the – bedroom is the most important thing, to live for the sake of your spouse, live for the sake of another. Yeah. hmm
3: I think <laughs> – yeah, As a wife, as a wife, what's important to focus on in a relationship with your husband?
5: Uh, okay, I think the, <laughs> be cute, <laughs> be cute, and then, um, you know, appreciate your husband. My husband, he really invests, right? Everything. And <laughs> he's not, he's not perfect. So I'm sure our children are watching this and he doesn't listen. He has, I can point out many, <laughs> many, many things. But because he invests, you know, in the card and flowers and open the door and weekly, day to night and then everything, so I can forget all, all his shortcomings. And I'm so spoiled, like I, I, I don't invest. I just, Thank I you. just be happy and mm. be nice. Be nice. <laughs> nice. Be
1: nice. I love that one. Be nice. Be nice. nice.
5: And about the sex before, I had the, you know, many different uh, things, like one is like quickie or something like that. As we get older <laughs> and get less less energy and less sex, I don't think that quickie is really God's way. Now I realize that's not God's way because if you really invest and invest on, on your spouse, enjoyment, that shouldn't be quickie. <laughs> so I said, I don't think that's a really heavenly way.
4: Mm. Mm. When you're young, a young couple, uh, I'm not going to judge, but definitely there should be time when it's not fast food, when it's slow cooking. Right. And uh, right. As you get older, that becomes a lot more frequent, the <laughs> slow cooking. It becomes less, I mean, it becomes a more, a bigger percentage of the times that you have sex,
1: you, you
3: become a connoisseur and you only want to indulge in quality, quality <laughs> quantity. Yeah. That's no, what, I agree.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And I think I really liked what you said, Aunt Mitsu, is that, um, you know, when you really feel loved through acts of kindness that your partner shows you, you know, a card, flowers, a thoughtful word, words of affirmation, it really fills up your emotional love tank and it just makes. Coming together with one another and connecting emotionally, spiritually, physically, so much easier if mm-hmm. you're keeping that alive. We love the five love languages. We read that book every October, um, because we feel like it is so crucial to just really know how you can love your, love your spouse in a way that they're going to feel appreciated. And if your heart feels fulfilled through your spouse, mm-hmm. then it it makes that intimate relationship so much more fulfilling like you said
3: you guys have your own podcast so i want to make a shout out to that so FamVester, and you can find them at famvester.com and they share that many different subjects and through that is a really great way to get in touch with sun Cook and sun marie that's probably the best way
0: yeah through we have a blog too it's the same title Fam is like family investor and mm-hmm. uh yeah just a podcast we've been doing it a year now we've pretty much hosted every single episode together we do it after 9 p.m. once the kids are asleep we record episodes and but it's been a fun journey an episode a week so we just hit 52 it's Mm. it's been fun
3: to do together yeah and and so you are really happy to yeah you're you're just two people and and this is just one area that you like to contribute to other people and so in all areas you're happy to consult and to offer what works for you to other people so I really recommend and encourage you guys to check what they have to offer out. It's a lot of really great stuff. One of my favorite podcasts.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and then, yeah.
3: And then for the Wolfenburgers, I would say if we work together at High Noon. So if you want to get in touch with them through High Noon is a great place. We'll connect you. Or is there another way that people can get in touch with you if you'd like, if people would like to reach out?
4: That's better. Uh, yeah, through High Noon or Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. All right. So thank you so much. You too. It's been really great conversation you re-energized me in the beginning i was just starting to melt in my chair but I'm, i feel a second wind coming and contribute to talking with you guys
4: thank you yep. so much only uh, only 14 more hours left Sammy. <laughs>
1: you're, you're doing good yeah, yeah,
4: yeah thank you thanks for having us okay good see to- you guys
0: thank you
2: Hey, if you want to improve your relationship or take your sex life to the next level, well, you're in luck because more than 70% of couples that take our Love and Integrity course said that the quality of their sexual relationship improved after joining the course. Sounds good? You can join the program today with your spouse or just take the course by yourself at
3: loveandintegrity.com. See you in the next episode.